Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This is MRN's Weikert's Livestock Wing Nation from the Port Royal Speedway. Now, getting you ready for the Bob Weikert Memorial Weekend, presented by Packers Concessions. Here are Steve Post and Ashley Stremme. Hello, everybody. Oh, my gosh. Look at this crowd at the Speed Palace. Are you, are you kidding me? Ashley, your hometown showed yeah, up. Yeah, these are my guys. Oh, gals. my gosh. So excited to be back home. Welcome back. Welcome aboard with us. It is the Weikert's Memorial Show here, and it is Weikert's Livestock Wing Nation live from Port Royal Speedway with thousands of our favorite people, some of our favorite <laughs> drivers, guests as well. We have got a great crowd. Those of you joining us, we appreciate you joining us on MRN and on Speed Shift Facebook and on our Facebook. We're all across the board, and... Uh, Hey, want to give a shout-out also to radio station WBLF and 106.3 up in Center County. Yes. Take it got, up. We got radio. That's we right. got it all. Exactly. <laughs> so we are here for the uh, Bob Weikert Memorial, the Packers Concession Bob Weikert Memorial. Two nights of racing, great nights of racing. And over the next hour, we're going to talk to some legendary drivers, some of them part of a dream team that just absolutely <laughs> clobbers people on a regular basis now, and some of them part of a – former dream team with Bob Weikert and some of his drivers. So it is a special, special show along the way. Ashley, um, those of you tuning in and new to Wing Nation, this is Ashley's hometown. This is her home track. This is where she grew up. And, Ashley, it has got to be great for you to be back home. Hey, you know, I was a snot-nosed little kid running around here back uh, in the day. Oh, and I thought I, you were talking about Tuesday in the studio at MRN. Well, that yeah. too. But <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, it's always great to get back home and to see what this place has done over the last eight years has been absolutely phenomenal. I'm, I'm truly, truly honored and proud to call this place home. Indeed, it is. It is good for Ashley. That's right. <laughs> Y'all happy about that? Okay, we've done way too much talking here. Who wants to meet some drivers? You want to meet yeah. some drivers? All right, let's bring him up. He is the driver of the number 461 car. Boy, it's going to take us a little bit. The Walter Dyer 461 car. Lance Stewies is in the house. Hey, man, how are you? How you doing? Good. Doing good. good. And the team owner of the 69K <laughs> to force. I have no idea. Slash. Slash. Hashtag this, that, and the other thing. Donnie Kreitz is in here. Hey, man, how are you? Good. Good. Absolutely. Um, great to have you guys here. Great to have you here. Uh, let's talk, Lance, a little bit about this race car, the Walter Dyer tribute car. You ran it last night at Williams Grove. I know this car doing this, this whole weekend has been near and dear to you. Uh, tell us a little bit about Walter and what it means to do this car. Well, none of these people would know who I am if it wasn't for Walter Dyer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I owe everything to him, my whole career to him. And he took a shot on me, and we had seven and a half years of great racing together. And, you know, it, as anybody knows, that whole family, it was a family deal. Yeah. And everybody was treated like family. And Walt and Marsha was like a second set of parents to me. And, yeah, I, I just can't say enough things for him. And, you know, this whole car deal, you know, Donald was nice enough when I mentioned to him about doing it. You know, he didn't hesitate. And, um, you know, he was nice enough to take his baby blue yeah, off the race car or something <laughs> that I don't know has ever been done. And yeah. uh, put the bricks and everything on it for, for me for last night and also for Bud and for the whole weekend. So um, I'm just very honored to do, run this car all weekend. Very uh, cool. Lance, I'm so glad you said that because I was totally going to mention that. You, Donnie, just taking the 69K off, changing the colors, putting the brick mobile back to life. Yeah, I'm sure it means a lot to Lance, but I'm sure it means a lot to these folks out here. I know it means a lot to me because I remember that car growing up. 
And Donnie, that speaks miles for you. And just, we always talk about how the racing community is such a family-oriented and passion-driven family. And what I think is so remarkable about this is the fact that you were willing to change the colors, but the T-shirts that they've also sold, that the Dyer family has sold, is giving to the 69K to uh, continue funding your race car. So it'll be 461 for this weekend, but it'll be back to that baby blue that you speak about. But talk about just how much this sport is so family-oriented and just working together like this and making the sport of sprint car racing so much better. Well, first off, I guess we got to thank the fans, you know, for uh, for buying the shirts. And, and uh, that was a surprise, naturally. We didn't know the Dyer family was going to do that. So we need to thank them. You know, Lance and his family, his wife, I know they really <laughs> did a lot of work on packing up T-shirts. <laughs> there was a lot of them that need to be, you know, shipped out, and, and he did it all. I think, uh, was it last weekend or the weekend before? You the were about the weekend before six the hours each day or six something. Oh <laughs> it takes a lot to pack up 1,100 shirts to get <gasps> shipped out. 1,100? And I'd like to thank every single person <laughs> that bought one because, which, you know, it was an online – Order only deal. Well, we had, after that deal was done, we had so much request for shirts, they decided to do a second one. Ashley's to the right. She, <laughs> you know, I, one I don't know. She must not be able to you know, read the internet or <laughs> Facebook or anything. You know that you know, it was done. That they decided to do a second pre-order only until June 1st. And we're already at, I think they told me this morning, my wife did, at 200 to 50, 300 shirts in three days wow. of people, more than what we originally thought. And the funny story about all this, when the Dyer family did it, the the um, daughter and the, uh, her husband decided to come to us about doing this, and Bud really didn't know nothing about it. You know, they were laughing, well, we might sell 100 shirts, might sell 200 shirts. And um, my wife said, well, don't worry, we'll sell a little bit more than that. And, um, <laughs> um, we had our guests, me and her, and we were way below the – the, the amount that was sold. So I'd like to thank every fan that bought one. I don't care if you hate me, love me. <laughs> if you bought one of those shirts, I respect for Walter Dyer. I, I appreciate every single one of you that did that. And if you haven't got your T-shirts, it sounds like you have, you have June, June 1st. first. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I guarantee you, June 1st, there's That's no it. more. It's done. Done packing boxes. That's it. He's done. Uh, Donnie, I want to talk about, you know, we, we, we started off. It, it, it's interesting to me that we're here at the Weikert Memorial and we start off talking about Walter Dyer. You're one of the great team owners. Team owners in the sport, whether it be Walter Dyer, whether it be a Bob Weikert, so much a rich part of the history, whether it be Don Kreitz Jr., you guys have been such a rich part of the history of the sport, particularly here in Pennsylvania. What was there about this area that just raised great team owners? Well, there there was a lot of racing, yeah. you know, going on, and, and the tra our tracks were always at the – I guess the head of the pack, just say, of the whole country of paying the top of a weekly purse. Mm -hmm. So there was really no reason, you know, to, to go anywhere. You know, a lot of times, e even present day, out of maybe the top, you know, three outlaw teams or, or whatever that would win the most amount of money, you know, usually the top PA guy, let's just say, is within the top five of leading overall money winners, you know, in, in the country. So, uh We've had good owners, which has made, you know, good drivers, good cars, good teams, and you're racing against them every week, and it's almost like racing against an outlaw team every week. So all the local teams have always had to step up over, over time from back in the 70s till now. It's just always been step up, step up, step up, try and compete. You know, my yeah. team with – Bob Weikert back in the day and Al Hamilton, even though they were spending a lot more money, you know, we had to figure out a way and, and, and a lot of other teams too, you know, and mm. uh, it's just, uh, it's always been fun. The, the fans are great. You know, with our speed shop, I, I get to talk to a lot of other racers all over the, the country and they just cannot believe that fans would come out like that first race at Lincoln at the end of February, which is usually like standing room only, yep. you know, and how early we race and how late, you know, in the year we run. Well, I've got to say, Donnie, you can probably add your name to that list of, of substantial car owners because what you guys have done this, well, the last three years now with the Dream Team has been absolutely phenomenal. And we talked about this a little bit earlier today. You guys have a unique situation. You guys don't race every single week. You pick and choose the races that you're going to because, let's be fair, 
you're kind of on the older side of things when it comes to race car drivers and race car teams out here. And I think that's extremely interesting in the sense that some drivers will say that racing every single week is what makes them better. You know, you got to get out there. You got to try things. You got to do things differently. You guys running such a limited schedule. Lance, how does that factor in for you, knowing that you're not out there every single week and you've got to kind of figure out your niche along the way with the only 30-some races that you run a year? Well, for me, it's actually the benefit for me. Yeah, I've raced long enough now that um, my body needs to break. You know, after this weekend, I mean, <laughs> hey, we're old. I'm the young guy. Now, let's be fair here. I'm the young guy on the team, though. <laughs> well, I'm still old. And I can tell you one thing is 33 years of driving a sprint car, it don't do your body any good. Trust me when I say that. And Donald knows well more than I do about that. So, you know, the body needs a rest. You know, as you get older, we all know as you get older, you don't recover as quick. Sure. So the body needs a rest. So if you're beating yourself up, you know, 80 times a year, you get to, as we talked earlier, you get to parts of the year where you really don't feel like racing. You're, you're there, but you don't feel like racing. Mm -hmm. Now, when I'm showing up at the track, I'm ready to race. It's it, There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm there to race. And, you know, no one – you know, next week I'm not racing any next week. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, I have time to recovery. And it, it's big at this, you know, as you get older in your ages. You know, I I never thought, you know, younger it was as big as a deal as it is. But it, it's, it's <laughs> a huge difference in running 80 times a year to 40, 35 times a year. I'm so much fresher at the racetrack mentally, physically. And I think it's more mentally than, than really? the physical end of it. Yes. So Lance talks about the, the driver end of it, his perspective. Donnie from the team owner end of it. Um, there's so much technology. There's evolution. There's getting used to the tires and getting used to it. But it sounds to me like it's equally as important to get that car back and make sure that those 30, 35 times uh, you guys are buttoned up and Davey's got that thing right. And is, is that almost an advantage for you guys, counter to counter to normal thinking, an advantage that uh, you'll go 35 times and have that car buttoned up and ready to go, you and Davey will. Is that an advantage for you guys then? Well, for, for our for your team, situation, yes. the way it's set up, it, it definitely is because we can just spend so much more time on the car. There's no one full-time working on the car you know, everyone has, has jobs, so you, you work on it a few hours at night. You, you can't just put the time in, like, if you have a full-time mechanic. Sure. You know, it kind of helps you that way. So, definitely running the less races, it, it, it's just it's a better deal for us to give Lance the best car we can possibly give him, not only time-wise, but also financially. If you're going to spend, and we'll just pick a number, 100000 let's just say, if you got to divide that up in 80 races – you know, you can't, you're not spending as much as if you're all dividing it up on 30 races. Indeed. Indeed. Ashley. Lance, how much has this been? It's, it's a unique situation for you. You've raced 90 races a year, 80 races a year. You've traveled the country with what you guys are doing. Your mechanic, uh, by the way, Davey Brown's birthday is this week. He's 84 years old. So if you see Davey at all this weekend, make sure you wish him a happy birthday. He's in there working on the car now, by the way. <laughs> he is. While these guys are out here hanging out with us, he's in there working on the car. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. No, um, but just talk about with the career that you've had and racing so much and now coming to this where you've got a car owner who's a race car driver, but now is a car owner with a guy who's been your crew chief and his crew chief bless everyone and anyone under the sun who is anyone and he's now with you guys making the success that you guys have had in just two and a half years well donnie as a car owner is great because he's driven these things so he knows if i'm saying something he knows what that feeling's like you know if, if the car is not right and you're not running it's 100 percent he understands that he knows how hard these things are to drive trust me it it might look easy at times but they're <laughs> not um and so he, he knows that. So that's great. And, you know, we can relate to that. And, and what's made this whole deal a lot for me is it took pressure off me and other deals I was involved because I have information now that I never had before in other involved. You know, Donald will come down, you know, while I'm sitting in line time trials and tell me, well, this guy did this, this guy did that. He don't tell me where to run, but he's giving me information to process stuff. Same as heat races, same as before a feature. You know, he keeps up with other things going on that, you know, as you're in the car, you don't always see. 
Um, so that's a benefit. And but, you know, Davey just worked. You know, eighty-four years old. People, let me tell you, <laughs> ninety. What is it? Ninety-one degrees out. He's up there sweating, working as hard as anybody in that pit area. So you know, that's to me. That's everything. As we talked earlier, that's everything for me. I, you know, sitting in Victor Lane with him standing next to me is everything. And then the Arnold's next in line for taking the shot on me when we kind of were thinking about retiring. You know, just the whole match just came together. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, for three years so far, it's been one heck of a wave to ride. And I plan on riding as long as long as <laughs> rides. <laughs> if he tells me tonight he's done as an owner, I'm probably done as a racer and ride off in the sunset. But I told him from day one when we started this thing and talked is, you tell me where we were going to race, we'll race. If you tell me you don't want to race, we won't race. And there's been a few times already, <laughs> you know, we're at a track on a Friday night, and he said, I'm not feeling the greatest. Like Susquehanna early in the year, we were supposed to race. It ended up right now anyhow, but we were supposed to race. And, you know, with his concussion problems, he wasn't yeah. feeling the greatest, and he <laughs> just said, I don't want to race. I said, okay, fine. You know, yeah. There ain't no bickering. <laughs> That's it. It's a I team just, effort, and, you know, yeah. I know, you know, with his health, you know, got him out of the race car, so he still has to worry about that end of it. And and if we, if all of us can't be mentally sharp, forget the physical end of it, the mental sharp end of it, it does nobody no good on the team at all. It don't matter if it's me, Donald, Davey, or anybody else that works on the team. So our, our schedule that we run fits everybody involved on the team perfectly to me. Indeed. Amazing stuff it is. History. Gentlemen, yes, indeed. You're watching We're watching history. The Hall of Fame. Uh, how about this? Uh, Hall yes. of Famer, Hall of Famer back there, and new Hall of Famer here, Lance Deweese. How about that? Thanks. This year's class, indeed. Gentlemen, as always, thanks. You're so generous with your time. We appreciate it. Have fun out there tonight. Lance Deweese and Donnie Kreitz, Jr. How about it, folks? Thank you. See you guys. Indeed. Hey, we want to thank our show sponsors, Weikert's Livestock, Packard's Concession, Cleck Paving, El Vista Orchards, Greencastle, Falcons Brothers, Jake's Carts, and Trailway Speedway. We're going to talk a lot about Bob Weikert when we come back. Stay with us. It's MRN's Wing Nation. MRN's Weikert's Livestock Wing Nation from the Port Royal Speedway will be right back from the Bob Weikert Memorial Weekend, presented by Packers Concessions on MRN.com. Jake's Golf Carts, America's home for custom carts, is proud to bring you the Bob Weikert Memorial from the Speed Palace, Port Royal Speedway. Jake's has proudly supported both local and national dirt track racing for over 20 years. Jake's Golf Carts ships carts nationwide and offers financing as low as 0%. Head over to jakesgolfcarts.com and see why Jake's is America's home for custom carts or call 888-579-9769. And mention the Bob Weikert Memorial for a special racing discount. Packers Concessions, the official concession vendor at Port Royal Speedway, has been family owned since 1968. Stop by Port Royal Speedway concession stands for fresh dough pizza, hot sausage, cheese steaks, hamburgers and hot dogs, ice cream, fresh squeezed lemonade and orangeade, chicken tenders, fried vegetables, cheese sticks, fried pickles, and fresh cut fries. Find Packers Concessions at Port Royal Speedway, fairs, and other events throughout central Pennsylvania. Back to MRN's Weikert's Livestock Wing Nation from the Port Royal Speedway. Here are Steve Post and Ashley Stremme. Welcome back. It is. That's right. Oh, it is MRN's Wing Nation. It is from the Weikert uh, Memorial, Bob Weikert Memorial. We're at the uh, Bill Richmond Memorial Free Stage. It's Weikert's Livestock Wing Nation from Port Royal Speedway. How about the Dream Team, folks? Pretty cool bunch of guys, huh? How about the Dream Team? Pretty amazing. And what we're going to do, the balance of this program is talk about another Dream Team. Maybe they didn't all work together at the same time. But a lot of great memories, that Weikert number 29 car. And that's what we're here to celebrate this week. I want to direct your attention when you walk in, right to the right and to the left, some of the Weikert cars. Take a look at some of those race cars. And we're going to, over the next 45 minutes or so, talk to some of the gentlemen that have wheeled those cars and uh, made other history here in central Pennsylvania as well. Mm-hmm. So let's get right to it. And uh, joining us now on the stage, he was called Captain Crunch. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> Paul Pitzer's in the house. Hey, man, how are you? All right. Glad to be here. <laughs> Good to see you. And alongside our old buddy Lynn Paxton's here. Flaps. Hey, man, how are you? Flaps. I'm good. What? His nickname's Flaps. Flaps. Why did the, I'm afraid. Yeah, you'll, Never mind. You'll find out. Let's not go there. We'll find out. 
<laughs> wow. So we're already at that stage. We hadn't even got started and we're at that stage. So absolutely amazing. It's good stuff. Good, hey, stuff. good stuff indeed. Yes, indeed. All right. So uh, Paul Pitzer drove for Bob Weikert, 1975 to the early 80s. Okay, listen to this. This is what Bob Weikert said of Paul Pitzer. Paul Pitzer was one of the fiercest competitors who ever drove for me. He knew only one way to drive. That was throttle to the floor. It didn't matter if he, if, if he was on the track or for what position he was raced for, Pitts was charging. So that pretty much described you, Paul? Pretty much you? I guess it does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if Bob Weikert said so, that's for sure, right? Yeah. Well, it, that's it, how I got to name Captain Crunch. I hope you know that. Well, uh, tell us, okay, how did Well, how did hold that? on. Wait a minute. Do you know who named him that? Right there, right there. <laughs> Captain Crunch. So, is is <laughs> what's what's the background here, Paul, on this? Uh, I was uh, like a crash dummy for Travis Craft. Oh no! I had my share of wrecks, I guess. Well, when you're when you're when you're flat on the floor and all of that, I guess that happens sometimes. Yeah, you? but yeah. when you're flat on the floor and into that concrete wall at Penn National, it's hard on your knees. <laughs> That's a pitch. fact. <laughs> it's a fact. It's a fact, he says. But, uh, Lynn Paxton, I'm not so sure you have a whole lot of room to talk about crashing because uh, this gentleman, don't let him fool you, he took the checkered flag, looked back to see who was behind him, and ended up putting it in the turn one fence and parked his wrecked race car in victory lane. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember it happening here one night, too. Cowboy Jim Kennedy won the feature, and he stuffed it over in the first and second turn. He was a good yodeler. I'm not. He is. (laughs) Should send him to Walmart and see if he can become (laughs) famous. They got some kid doing it. We should send Cowboy Jim down there. Yeah, (laughs) indeed. Paul, you ran around this area a lot. Um, and, and I know you probably spent more time over at Sealands Grove than you did maybe here at Port Royal. But do you have a do you have a, a, a Port Royal story or, 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 or racing here along the way that kind of stands out? Well, there's probably two of them here. One one of them's the night. Uh, I don't recall why we came over that night, but Van May knocked the lights out in the whole speedway, and we all went home. How did without he do that? Racing. What did he hit? What did he hit the overhead lights? Oh, he took them all out. Knocked oh, yeah. the lights out for the whole track. Well, he took he took the grand st- or the uh, judge stand out one night over here too. <laughs> that God. got him, that got him a trip to the hospital, <laughs> and we got a lot of uniforms down to museum. Yeah, he said, "You want one of mine?" I said, "Yeah." Guess what he brought me? What's that? The one they surgically cut off, still blood all over it. It's hanging in our theater right now. <laughs> oh my God! Indeed. So 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 Paul Van May cuts all the lights off. What's the what's the other Port Royal memory? Uh, I guess the other. Good memory I have is when uh, Smokey was pretty hot here for yep. a couple of races, and they put a bounty on him. Yep. And we came over and won the race. Did you really come over yeah. and took that bounty? Yep. Indeed. <laughs> well, these two guys were done racing before I actually started coming to the racetrack. Listen to her. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. I'm young. I, You're old. I, I think she said daddy to him. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Boy, you got a scoop there. <laughs> Breaking news here from the Speed Palace. Oh. The damn DNA. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my goodness. But anyhow, wow. when I hear Lynn Paxton, the first thing I think of is, and Port Royal Speedway, of course, is you were the first World of Outlaw winner here at the Speed Palace. What year was that? 79. Uh, yeah. We just had a good night that night, you know. That's it. it just had a good night. We did. You beat we, the outlaws. What we were doing was right that night, okay? <laughs> now, actually, Keith was the hot dog then, and I believe I lapped him. That's how good we were Ooh. going, okay? But uh, that didn't happen very often. No, I would say. I would say. Paul, um, in, 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 in talking with Todd and Ike Weikert, um, of all the drivers that drove for Bob, um, you were you were maybe as close, if not closer, than than all of them along the way. Um, what was what was it like driving for Bob Weicker? What was I, I mean to me? It's like what, was there a lot of pressure driving for it, or was it comfortable? Was it like a like a comfortable glove? What was it like? Well, it, it, uh, there's some pressure when you're not going good. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. <laughs> but my biggest problem with Bob was when he got the microphone after a win. What's yeah, after what's I that? took a checker? I used to. Run around the track one lap. Yeah. And the whole time I'm thinking, 
what in the hell is he going to say now? <laughs> because there's, I, I've, I've thought about this, and I was sharing it uh, with, with, with Bobby coming up here. You know, and the stories are epic, and a lot of you know these stories. That's got to be the worst thing in the world is the driver back here saying he's putting all the pressure on me. I just wish he'd shut up. Is that? Is that? Yeah, he, he had a habit of saying, well, next week we're going to let him go all the way into the throttle and <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> we got a better engine back at the shop. We just wanted to try this. But he, he could he, aggravate yep, people. He would incite. Of course, the Weikert fans, they liked it. Yeah. And everybody else hated him, but they paid their money to come back next week. No doubt. Okay, to, to see what was going to happen. He was the Muhammad Ali of, of car owners. Yeah. You know, he incited, he made it exciting, and boy, the people came back in the next week. But I think the key is, Paul, is he was doing it from victory lane, so a lot yeah. of people can talk the talk, but he could walk the walk. Yeah. In 74, uh, when I first ran team cars with Kenny, yeah, uh, we were racing over at uh, Penn National. So Kenny won the race, and I finished second. Yep. So Bob was listening to two pretty hefty women sitting behind him the whole race, how they hated Pitzer and Weikert and all this. So when we finished 1-2, Bob turned around and said, Honey, can you go along and help carry this money back to my car? Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, hey, Pitsy, what was her response? I, I never knew. <laughs> <laughs> I was afraid to ask. Uh, it's probably pretty I, scary. I heard it had to do with one finger. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say. doubt that. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Lynn, you um, obviously, Paul, raced for, for Bob a lot longer than you did, but you had a short, short stint in the Weikert car. Talk about uh, your two races with Bob Weikert. Well, it, you know, it was – I never really raced for Bob. It's just one night I ran the car – I was leading the points, I think, at Hagerstown. They had a backup car. We didn't. And they came over and told me oh, afterwards, because Kenny and I were good friends, and Bob and I were good friends. They said, if you need a car, you can have ours. So as it was, uh, we thought we broke, and uh, I got in uh, Kenny's, actually the, the old super that he had, and uh, we were leading the Concy, and my guys are out saying, we're okay. We didn't blow the rear. We just blew the spur gears. So I, Weikert, I, I motioned to him. I said, uh, you know, do you want me to come in or go out? He just put his hand like that and said, go. Go. <laughs> so I did. And they disqualified the car, and then I got back in mine. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, then one night uh, when they were running the small motors, uh, they had a mechanic over there that thought he built the best motor that there ever was. And Pitts was having, having trouble getting in the top five with it. Okay, so Pitt said, hey, it, if it's me, put somebody else in it. So the next Friday night, I wasn't, gonna I wasn't running the Grove, and they, they put me in it, and I run sixth. And then the next week, they put Mitch in it, and he runs seventh. So they knew damn well it wasn't Pitt's in it. Yeah. it was <laughs> air, he was going to get it out of it. In, in reading about you, Paul, um, and, and to me, this Weikert combination, and we were in an era, we, we talk a lot about 410s now, okay? But back in the day, you could run whatever you want engines, okay? And uh, so the big black cars and, and, and learning about your driving style, the big black car, the bigger the car, the bigger the track. You went to Syracuse, that mile track, and, and wore them out up there. What what was your what was there a favorite track you had, or one of those big tracks that you had with those big blocks that you could just go with? I liked all the mile dirts because we did good at all of them. We yeah. went down Atlanta, and uh, I, Bob asked me one time. He said he always called me Pitsy. He said, "Hey Pitsy," he said, "What can we do besides horsepower?" I said, there's only one thing, Bob. He said, what is it? What is it? We'll do it. I said, more horsepower. <laughs> Indeed. So then it became Davy Brown's job. <laughs> yeah. So we went to, uh, we were just racing small blocks, but they were big small blocks. Yeah, they sure. Were, they were like 420 or something. And uh, we found a guy over in uh, Carlisle that raced Can-Am races. And he had uh, three yeah, sure. big blocks there complete injectors and everything so we went over and bought them and when we were leaving bob said is there any guarantee in these and the guy said yep there's a guarantee if you throw them in a lake they'll sink <laughs> <laughs> but they were aluminum big blocks and uh yeah that was the guy that owned frog and switch yep, over there that's right yeah yep. wow well we know bob was larger than life 
and it was very rare that anyone got one up on Bob. But, uh, Paul, you shared a story. His eyes just got oh, bigger. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> I'm so excited. Paul, you have to tell this story. Now, Lynn, you might have to help him out here a little bit. Hey, he cleaned it up so good in the TV <laughs> deal. I couldn't believe it. He did a great job. I've got it. I think it was Florida, right? You said Syracuse. He said Florida. He was Florida. right. Okay. Was we were Florida. racing down in Tampa. So, uh, after the races, we went out for a couple beers and, Ran into some ladies of the night. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. So me and the mechanic, I won't name him, but you all heard of him. <laughs> we went back to the motel, so I went down. He had a coffee shop. was open all night. And I went down, got an order of toast and a coffee. And next thing I know, they're paging me. Come to the front desk. So I thought, well, I don't know what this is about. So I, I'll go to the front desk. And here's one of these ladies of the night. He said, she wants to see you. And I said, uh, I don't want nothing to do with you. And we talked to her. I said, I'll tell you what you can do. Uh-oh. I'll give you $20, which was a good bit of money back in the 70s. I said, I'll give you $20. You don't have to get on dressed or nothing. She said, I'll do it. <laughs> so uh, I rapped on Bob's door. Now it's like quarter or two in the morning. Oh, no. He said, what do you want? I said, we got troubles, Bob. I got to talk to you. So he opened the door. I pushed her in and pulled the door shut. Oh, no. <laughs> so I could hear the cussing and carrying on. Oh, Finally, no. she came out, and I gave her $20. And 530 the next morning, somebody's rapping at my door. He said, get the hell up. He said, we're going home. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so I thought we were packing up and going home, but he changed his mind. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Great times, that's for sure. What we're going to do, we got to step away for a break. Uh, we're going to keep you up here, Lynn. Uh, but, Paul, uh, we're going to uh, let you let you enjoy meeting the fans and everything. But, Paul, thanks for the time. Thanks for joining okay, us here. How about it for Paul Pitzer? <laughs> huh, isn't that amazing? Absolutely. Hey, before we step away to that break, want to thank our Wing Nation sponsor, Sage Fruit, Hercules Tires, Classic Ink Screen Printing and Embroidery, Lucas Oil ASCS Tour, National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, Weld Racing, Aggressive Hydraulics, and Hefner Racing Products. Let's step away because when we come back, Bobby Davis Jr. joins the conversation. Stay with us from the Speed Palace. MRN's Weikert's Livestock Wing Nation from the Port Royal Speedway will be right back from the Bob Weikert Memorial Weekend, presented by Packers Concessions on MRN.com. El Vista Orchards, growers of fresh wholesale market, has 500 acres of apples and 100 acres of peaches, including Fuji, Gala, Pink Lady, Red Cameo, Honey Crisp, Red Delicious, Golden Delicious, Jonathan Stamen, and Ginger Gold. We grow and pack extra fancy, fancy, and U.S. number one grades with modern computerized packing life and cold storage and long-term controlled atmosphere storage rooms. We can pack poly bags, tote bags, tray packs, bushel cartons, and tri-well bins. For wholesale orders, call Dave Benner at 717-642-8414. El Vista Orchards, have you had your apple today? Greencastle Livestock Market in Greencastle, Pennsylvania. South Central Pennsylvania's premier livestock auction sells all types of livestock every Monday at 2 p.m. and Thursday at 1 p.m. Greencastle Livestock Market has a special cattle feeder sale the first Friday of every month at 7.15 p.m. and every Wednesday a rabbit, egg, and poultry sale at 6.15 p.m. Greencastle Livestock Market, Greencastle, Pennsylvania. Jeff Craig, owner. Call 717-597-2171 or online, Greencastle livestock.com back to mrn's weikert's livestock wing nation from the port royal speedway here are steve post and ashley stremmy welcome back we are having a great time we've got a great we talked about earlier we talked about standing room only i think we've got standing room only here so great great crowd hey while you've been away while those of you following along at home and not here we want to thank bob and sons distributing they've been giving away some hartley's chips along chips, the way the best chips the best chips there we Ever. go Ashley's a Hartley's girl. I am. She's a Hartley's girl, exactly. <laughs> and um, want to mention to the fans here that as you make your way inside the gates after we're done with the show, there's Wiker Memorial T-shirts right inside of the gates, so you can step up and buy them. So we've kept Lynn Paxton around because, uh, well, he's just great for conversation. His, his name's Flaps for a reason. 
We're going to get to the bottom <laughs> of this, okay? But joining us now on the stage, uh, he drove the second half of 1982 and all of 1983 for Bob Weikert. How about it? Returning to Port Royal, Bobby Davis Jr. is in the house. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. It is good to see you. I think the, the coolest thing, we arrived here today, and Keith and Kathy Kaufman are standing down here, and she walks up and she says, you're still a kid. <laughs> you came up here as a 19-year-old into Pennsylvania, and that had to be an amazing time as a young race car driver. Tell us about that. Oh, it was. It was amazing. Um, I, I you know, it, it just this just kicked my career right off, you know, coming up here, racing for Mr. Weikert. And um, I was racing some outlaw races yeah. here and there. And then um, uh, we we met Mr. Weikert at uh, Springfield on the mile. We was racing a mile track. And believe it or not, make a long story short, we had a, we had a rough day. I was driving my father's car. Yeah. We blew the motor up in the heat race, broke a rear end in the B main, but we made it into the A main. Yeah. And we had, a, we had stuff laying out everywhere beside the trailer. I mean, it was a bad day. And uh, we, we ran fifth in the feature, believe it or not. Wow. But we went to Little Springfield that night. It's a little bitty bull ring. Yeah. And uh, believe it or not, we won the race at Little Springfield that night. Yeah. But when I got the checkered flag, two lap cars from me crashed real bad and landed on top of me. It just no. smashed everything, tore the wings up. Oh, my God. So Pappy got up the next morning, Mr. Weigert. He got up the next <laughs> morning, saw everything tore up on the trailer. On top of that, he said, man, that boy had a rough day and night. Uh, let me see about if I can help him out a little bit. And Ken Jenkins from County, uh, Gambler Chassis Company is the one that got us together with me and Mr. Weikert. And believe it or not, that race right there is what did it. The worst, one of the worst deals in the world the turned best. into one of the best deals in the world. Yes, sir. I mean, even though we won that race at the yeah, little sure. track, and, but everything <laughs> was tore. I mean, we had to go home. Oh my God. <laughs> was how, you, how, how does that happen? <laughs> and, you know, and I'm sure, Lynn, you have some great stories like that as well. We know how tight you and Pitsy are. Do you have any good stories about Bobby Davis Jr. here? I got one good one he may not remember. <laughs> but uh, the opening race at the Grove in 83, uh, the lead car spun out coming off the fourth turn. There was a hell of a crash. And you and I ended up on top of another car side by side. You one way and me the other. There was fire everywhere. Oh. And I remember that. You remember we that? We coming yeah. for the start. Yeah, yeah. And it stacked the whole field. It was really oh nasty. God. Well, Kevin Collins won the race because everybody else got stacked up. Yeah, Not that he it, wasn't going good. It took out like 10 cars. Yeah. and uh, I was on top of you doing that. Well, well, we were both there. And I looked over and said, you all right? He said, yeah. He said, are you all right? I said, yeah. And we said, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Because it was a day race. And yeah. um, that, out, that methanol, you know, when it's on fire during the day, you can't see it burning. So, boy, it was getting really, really hot. And I said, let's go, man. And uh, <laughs> the guys come well, down there with a the fire extinguisher. I remember getting down, and another guy, uh, I forget his name, was in the race. And he was on fire. But you couldn't see it. No. And the, and the, the guy with the fire extinguisher. Was doing was the wrong on, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I finally, I knocked him down and rolled on it, the right, other guy, you right. know, and he didn't get hurt. But I said, man, you can't see that. You know, they were they were putting where the smoke was. Yeah, but he, he you know, you can't blame him too no, much because he no. you can't see the stuff. Right. That's what's bad about racing during the daytime yeah. with, with methanol. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. Amazing. Um, what was it? Like you called him Pappy, uh, Bob Weikert. That's just, you could call him Pappy. What was, as a driver, what was it like? driving for him traveling with him listening to him what was what was that like oh it was great you know what what you gotta remember is i was 19 years old yeah i know and i the weikert family believe it or not they just took me in like 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 a son and mr weikert and miss whiny they treated me like a son and before i forget everybody thinks bob weikert owned my car or yeah. was the boss of my car uh-huh i want everybody here to go look at my <laughs> car only and I had Mrs. Mrs. Beef, Beef on my car. Mrs. Beef. That's so right. I want to give her a lot of credit also. <laughs> but she put up with all of us. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and God love her. She's, uh, she's not doing well right now. But, yeah, yeah, I love her to death. But, Mr. Weikert, let me tell you, it was – I know you heard it a thousand times, but he's 210% behind you. Yeah. And you feel like you're walking on glass. You just – you can do anything in the world. It didn't matter – where I had to start, he gave me the opportunity and he gave me the equipment to do it with. Yes, I had to work my guts out to do it. 
and racing with people like I was racing Lynn Paxton when yeah. I was up here. Yeah, and, and I uh, won the championship the year before in '83. I run second. He won it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> And I quit. The heck with it right there. I went <laughs> Damn kids coming in from That's Memphis. That's right. right. Man, yeah. 19-year-old kid. Man, I was 39. What do you know? <laughs> but, yes, Pappy just, uh, oh, my goodness, he was behind you 110%, 210% all the time. Uh, you know, and I heard Pitcher, somebody talked about a minute ago. He said, if, if you know what you're talking about, tell them all. But if you don't know what you're talking about, tell them shut up. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Wiker knew what he was talking about. So, That's for sure. You yeah. know, he could get them going. Yeah, absolutely. And, Lynn, we talked about this earlier. Bob, he uh, walked the walk, but he also talked it, but he was able to back it up. And, and Lynn, what made that so easy for Bob to do? I mean, he was not good at finishing he, second. Well, he was he was doing what he thought was best for racing, and and that's what he did. He'd come by, and, and I'd give him a raft of crap, but I couldn't because he'd just give me that wink. You know, he'd be smiling, and he'd give you that wink. A lot of times – uh, my guys were north of here, and I'd come down to Port Royal on a Saturday night, yeah. and I'd need a ride home. So I'd ride home with Bob and, and Winnie. Right, okay. But the most exciting thing was getting out of this parking lot up here. Everybody <laughs> knew who Bob Weicker was, and they'd cut him off. I never heard such bad language in my life. But it embarrassed the hell out of me. Boy, everybody take a shot at him when he was getting out of the parking lot here. Probably some of you people out here. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad you said that because Paul had mentioned that earlier too. And, Bobby, you can probably uh, speak for this. He said that he got so excited when he'd win a race, and as soon as he'd take that checkered flag, he'd kind of sink down in his seat. He'd run another <laughs> lap and go, oh, God, what's Bob going to say in victory lane? Did you have those moments? Oh, yes, ma'am. But I, not, nothing like pitcher because I loved it. I thought it was great because he did. He helped the – he helped the racing organization, yeah. and these, and another thing, fans out here, y'all have got to be the greatest fans in the whole world. <coughs> Indeed, I really appreciate all y'all. Y'all made it, y'all made it wonderful when I was here, and even when I come back, it was great. But getting to yes, he could get them fired up, and like Pitcher said, he said y'all just wait till next week. So indeed, indeed. But hey, but but we did have to perform. Right, oh, <laughs> no absolutely. Because no if you didn't, you were getting a rash. That's right. Also. <laughs> but we was ready, you know. Uh, Mr. Wagner boy, he was great. I loved him to death. We're gonna continue on because I want to talk to Bobby a little bit more about Victory Lane with Bob Weikert. So we'll do that and a whole lot more. Stay with us from the Speed Palace. It is Weikert's Livestock Wing Nation here on the Motor Racing Network. MRN's Weikert's Livestock Wing Nation from the Port Royal Speedway will be right back from the Bob Weikert Memorial Weekend, presented by Packers Concessions on MRN.com. Lester, Iowa's Falcons Brothers Trucking, a proud sponsor of Aaron Reitzel in the All-Star Circuit of Champion Series, offers complete long-distance livestock hauling services. Falcons Brothers hauls cattle, hogs, sheep, and goats, and export dairy cattle. Falcons Brothers is built upon an excellent reputation of service to our customers. You can count on Falcons Brothers. Contact John or Steve Falcons at 800-831-8553 or go online, falconbros.com. Sport and Sprint Cars are back at Trailway Speedway in Hanover. The third annual Armin Hostetter 29-lap memorial race, August 19th, $3,500 to win, $320 to take the green flag, plus $500 to win for the 600 micro sprints. Racing at 7, gates open at 3, $18 admission, $10 for students aged 12 to 17, children under 11 free, and pit passes, just $30. The third annual Armin Hostetter memorial race, August 19th at Trailway Speedway in Hanover. Back to MRN's Weikert's Livestock Wing Nation from the Port Royal Speedway. Here are Steve Post and Ashley Stremme. Oh, my gosh. What's going on, folks? Oh, the Pennsylvania Posse is out in full force tonight, and we are talking Bob Weikert. That's right. It's Weikert's Livestock Wing Nation. We're at the Bill Ritzman Memorial Free Stage here at the Speed Palace, Port Royal Speedway, and we are having an absolute ball. Lynn Paxton and Bobby Davis Jr. joins us before the break. We talked about uh, Bob Weikert in victory lane, getting the crowd going. Uh, I watched uh, a YouTube here in the last few days of, uh, of 1983, the season opener here at Port Royal. Bobby, you won the race with him. And as a young racer, 19 years old, you're standing there, and Bob not only makes his proclamations, but he proclaims he's giving you all of the purse. 
Now, was that something that, uh, that, that probably not something you ran into with a lot of team owners? <laughs> and what was that like as a as a 19 year old driver to have uh, an owner do that? And it, did it happen often? Uh, it did here, yes, sir. Really? Yes, sir. It was wonderful. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I miss those days. <laughs> wow. Well, yes, sir. It happened right here, uh, that, that first race, and we won. And um, he said uh, he said something like, I feel so good, I'm just going to give him the purse tonight, right? I said, well, man, I, can, I like this, you know. <laughs> and uh, I want to bring up another story sure, yeah, that you absolutely. might not know about. I guess they put a, a bounty out on me up here in, at Port Roll. Yeah. And some gentleman, I don't even know who he was or nothing, but he put a, a bounty for every time I won, he was going to put $1,000 up if huh. someone could beat me. I said, okay, that's good. And Pappy matched it. So every time <laughs> no. every time I won, Pappy gave me an extra $1,000. Oh, so he gave it to you. <laughs> he gave it to me. You so me and, Pappy, about... me and Pappy just fell in love. <laughs> oh. I, can, I can understand why. Jeez, Pappy or Sugar Daddy, I'm Daddy, not sure. That, oh, my God. Yeah. And, Bobby, I, I want to talk cow. about that. You know, a bounty. You're from Memphis, Tennessee. Yes, ma'am. What was it like being 19 years old? Now, Pennsylvania has some of the best race fans you'll meet across this country. We love our PA Posse members. You, as an outsider, Coming into central Pennsylvania, what was that like racing with those guys, knowing that you had to deal with these folks and Bob Weikert <laughs> after the race? Uh, you know, I, I really didn't even – at first, I didn't even comprehend it, I guess. And then uh, racing with Paxton and racing just here at Port Royal, um, everybody was fast. I mean, I can remember Van May, uh, Keith Kaufman, uh, uh, Pitzer, uh, um, Oh, uh, what's it? Uh, Allen, Stevie Smith. Stevie you know. Smith, yes, yeah. thank you, thank wow. you. Stevie Smith was hard to beat. <laughs> and uh, you get some, like here, we had to start, the best I could start was 12th mm -hmm. if you're leading the points. Right. And at Williams Grove also, but here at Port Royal. And uh, that's tough to do if it goes nonstop. When you win a race at Port Royal, go nonstop from 12th or 18th, you really did something. And uh, the competition's just out of sight. Indeed. I mean, uh, Smokey Snailbaker was yeah. still racing. Uh, that's who I was trying to remember. Yeah. Okay. Fred Raymer. Yeah. yeah. All of them. My gosh. That's amazing. I mean, it's like it's it's like talking about the Hall of Fame. Is yes, all you're it doing. is. So you're talking about them, and they're every Saturday night here at Port Royal, yes. which is amazing. Okay, so, so Lynn, we talked about what it's like for a 19-year-old to come into Pennsylvania. What's it like as the established Pennsylvania driver, knowing that Bob Weikert's got some of the best equipment in the world, and him and going and bringing the 19-year-old kid in, what was what was that like from your perspective? That was good. You know, uh, the problem I had was the end of 82, I lost lost my owner. Okay, yeah. Uh, right. and, and I was in limbo. I didn't find out what I was going to do until, like, March of 83. Really? Okay, yeah. So we started the season with a barred car. You were just, yeah, hand and mouth so, sort of thing, yeah. And, and they were going so good, I couldn't even see them at the end of the night. I think I run third, the opener up here, and, and they were way out, out front, you know. And it took us till about the middle of the year uh, to, I'm not even saying catching up, but get close enough to watch. And then uh, <laughs> then at the end of the year, uh, we got going pretty good. Kicked but it off, yeah. By that time, you know, he was the new king. And like I said, I retired. They had enough. That was it. <laughs> Done. What, what? Okay, I want to talk. I want to talk about that, Lynn. I, and I and I knew the story. You're, you, you've won the second straight national open. The decision to retire was it something you had thought about, or was it at spur no, of the moment? No, it it was circumstances. Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, I I knew when I won the national open that I was going to be unemployed an hour afterwards. Okay. The whole team. Wow. I knew oh, that. Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. I knew that. I knew that before the race started. So uh, there was a yeah. lot of things that S went into stuff it. Stuff going on, exactly. You know, it, it, the racing is only that much of the time. That's the fun part, okay? Yeah. But the politics of it lasts a long time. Yeah. And I'd, I'd been around here and, and won some races and had some success. And for me to to get into fresh territory, I would have had to go somewhere else. Right. 
and I had roots here, I wasn't going to do that. 39 so. years old. You weren't You weren't the 19-year-old kid. You were a 39-year-old no, right. veteran racer. I yeah. said, if 19-year-old kids are like that, all the hell with it. I better get on the porch. <laughs> It. I, I want to kind of piggyback off that because you talk about um, owners and coming and going, and both of you can probably attest to this somewhere along the way. What was it like knowing that you were out of a ride, you were trying to find the next best thing in an era of the sport that was kind of had a ton of great car owners at the time that were swapping out? What was that like? Was there ever any hesitation? Am I in the right place? Am I doing the right thing? What do I got to do to be better? Did that ever come about? Well, even, let me tell you, when I, when, in 1983, when Gambler Chassis Company called me to want to come drive their house car, that was one of the toughest dry, uh, jobs and decisions I ever had to make. Really? Uh, I sat down with Mr. Walker, and I didn't want to leave. I loved it, you know? I loved it here. We was winning races. Why would you want to leave? But they just made me an, uh, an offer that I couldn't re refuse at the time so I jumped on it and he told me to jump on it he said go do it you know you're welcome back anytime and uh, but that was a tough decision leaving that team I had I want to thank Kenny Hammond he was my mechanic back then Ron Zook he's they're both locals here and um, they just they, they worked their, their their hearts out you know it was just three of us there that worked on that car and um, if it wasn't for them I wouldn't be where I'm at today Indeed, no. indeed. No. Lynn, we're going to. Uh, no, yeah. I'm just saying, now, that's not a fired story. That's a hired story. He's, <laughs> probably, he's probably never been fired. I've been fired, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. What we're going to do, we're going to step away in a little bit, and Lynn, actually, we're going uh, to let you let, let, let you go I off. I got to hear the fired story. You've got a, yeah, well, there's, yeah. You've got a, what have you got, an air conditioner or uh, something? You no, fix at the cabin. a toilet. toilet. i got to replace go, the, the toilet up the cabin. got to go replace the toilet at so the cabin. Anybody so. wants to go along and help, I need somebody to get down in the toilet, you know. I, I, before I let you go, <laughs> There we go. We got toilet talk here yep. on Wing Nation. Exactly. How are things down at the museum, the Eastern Museum of Motor Racing? Everything uh, good down there? Everything is uh, going real good. We, at least uh, it's we've got a lot of toilet. new displays. Actually, the, the car that Pitts uh, won Atlanta with, yeah. oh, uh, New Blue, yeah. that's at the museum. So if you get tired of looking at Waker cars here, come to the museum. <laughs> we have some there. Some more, some different ones. Lynn, as always, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining. Bobby, we're going to hold you here one more segment. But uh, Lynn Paxton, everyone, how about it? <laughs> Indeed. Hey, let's step away. When we come back, more with uh, Bobby Davis, Jr., MRN's Weikert's Livestock Wing Nation from the Port Royal Speedway will be right back from the Bob Weikert Memorial Weekend, presented by Packers Concessions on MRN.com. We're always driving to dance lessons. So we signed up for Know Your Drive. We save money and get closer to her dancing dreams. The daring young man on the flying trapeze. Or maybe her singing dreams. Sign up for Know Your Drive and save up to 20%. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. Discount terms apply. Visit amfam.com slash knowyourdrive for details. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. 